to Tabula Rasa, bitches. Hello, hello. Hello. I'm Allie. My pronouns are she, her. And I am Nick, and my pronouns are he, him. And welcome to season three, episode two of Tabula Rasa, bitches. In Tabula Rasa, bitches. <laughs> Your two co-hosts discuss and dissect Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a show that bonded them together so many years ago. And in this episode, we will be discussing season three, episode two, Dead Man's Party. Also, in this episode, you may be hearing we sound a little different because we're in the same motherfucker. <laughs> so this episode, my friends, uh, we will be embracing the chaos because we're just so excited to be breathing the same air. And, well, I'm around you a lot more than you think, Allie, just secretly, but <laughs> this is the first time we can record together in person, and it's so much fun. Standing on the trampster. We've also been together all weekend, and so we're just like... We're, we're sloppy. We're sloppy and super comfortable with each other, as always, so... It's and I think I can speak for both of us when I say we hate this episode. Oh, so bad. So... We're gonna let our freak it's flag be like fly, an hour and, a half and you're just gonna fast about Buffy's terrible friends. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. So I also feel like we're gonna be on the exact same page for why this episode is so fucking horrible. So let's get into it. Uh, with all that being said, I'm gonna dig into our summary. As usual, we'll do our best to avoid spoilers beyond this episode, but today we'll discuss this episode spoilers and all. Also, if you have not seen previous seasons, there is a lot of info in this episode that's just like, you're going to be really out of context if you haven't watched previous seasons, if you didn't last watch last episode. So just like, you know, be aware or just enjoy us talking however you enjoy that. Uh, so Buffy comes home from L.A. She finds that things aren't exactly as she left them. In Buffy's eyes, it seems that her friends have moved on and Buffy doesn't seem to fit in their lives anymore. The gang takes it upon themselves to turn a friendly dinner into a full-on party at Buffy's house, a move that manages to alienate Buffy even more. It's shock upon shock. After hearing her mom comment on the difficulty of having Buffy back home, she contemplates running away again. When Willow catches her packing, a loud argument erupts between the gang. The argument is interrupted when a Nigerian mask in Joyce's room calls forth an army of zombies who crash the party. Buffy saves the day, and the gang begins to make amends. This summary adapted from Buffy Guide. Yeah, she saved their goddamn asses. Goddamn grateful, ungrateful, nasty, bad friend asses. You yeah. all are welcome and you don't deserve her. So as much as this episode is not a favorite of mine, it does include one of our favorite and most frequently said quotes from high school. I'll get I'll like double click on that once like the quote we get to there in the lines. But that was funny sitting down for this and be like, I fucking hate this episode. But episode is frequently a part of my life i don't know what quote you're talking about and i'm really excited to get oh, there. that's really funny great You'll, i'm sure it'll come to me it will once once we get there also so nervous for this episode because i associate it with so much social awkwardness and that's just like not what i come to buffy for yeah so like yeah uh, yeah yeah this yeah yeah i have so and we're gonna get into the thoughts about why it's so awkward and why it's so bad so I think we're starting out and Buffy is unpacking. There's some somber music in the background. Uh, Joyce, is hang Joyce? Joyce? Joyce is hanging up a creepy fucking mask and puts a hole in the wall, which is very relatable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She. Um, oh, and I guess Joyce was watering Buffy's plants because for the first time I noticed while we're seeing Buffy unpack, there are tons of plants in her room. 
And they all look happy and healthy. Oh, how nice of her. Unless they're all fake, which you and I could relate to. Yeah. I'm all about fake plants. Yeah. No shame. But yeah, that was my thought. I was like, okay, so she's been watering Buffy's plants, which is thoughtful. I don't know. Sometimes, I swear, plants detect and decide if they like or don't like their owners. Because some plants just live and they shouldn't. And some people are like, oh, yeah, it's easy. I just don't. I, just, I have a whole... I'm, I'm pissed at plants right now, so I'm sorry if that is coming through, but <laughs> I don't know. The, maybe the plants have just decided they like Buffy because I, oh, I think that plants decide that, but you know, maybe, maybe Joyce was being... I mean, I would do that. I would, I would grow for Buffy Summers. Yeah. Yeah. I would do a lot of things for Buffy Summers. Yeah. So uh, Joyce is hanging this mask and she's like, I think it like cheers up the room, lightens up the room. And Buffy says, it's angry at the room. Mom, it wants the room to suffer. could not agree more. Yeah. 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 And so Joyce says this mask came from the gallery or something. Just, you know, nowadays I'm just a lot more skeptical about museums and like probably should have left the mask. Where was? Also, I don't, I mean, personally, I am not a gallery owner, so I don't really know, but I don't think you get to just like take some of it home. home. Yeah. Like, and she doesn't say like, it came through the gallery, and I was just so in love with it, so moved by it, I had to buy it. No, she just says, like, it was from the gallery, and here she is hanging it up in her house. Yeah, that's not how ancient artifacts behavior. work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do I need to start a gallery? Is that how I get free art for my house? I don't know. That's like a whole ass Because, like, the business, if the business buys it. See, this is girl math. Like, if the business buys it, that's not my money. That's the business's money. So then I'm getting the art. There was a Shit's Creek episode about this <laughs> and the write-offs. And David's like, I can get what I want. It's a write-off. Yeah. That's... Well, that's also David fundamentally not understanding taxes. Yeah. But it's a write-off. It's anyway. a write-off. Well, I like your girl math and I celebrate it. But Thank you. But I'm more excited for you to be black hat than i am for you to own a gallery so let's you know say goodbye uh, to the tree. why not both i make a shit ton of money as black cat and then i buy a gallery oh i thought well then but then you can just buy your art once you're famous as black cat you don't need that's true then i don't I support, support you you know anyway no do you you do it you do it anyway <laughs> all right so this this is an iconic line that joyce has buffy is saying she's gonna go out and Joyce says, will you be slaying? <laughs> <laughs> Only if they give me lip. <laughs> oh, yes. That's true. That needs to be a viral like TikTok sound. Like, will you be slaying? Yes. Yeah. Always. We have our gayest moment of the episode, Buffy Gays. That's I- true. That's true. There you go. I feel like that could be said, like, will you be slaying? And then Cordelia just like, it's like outfit, 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 outfit. Oh, that's an edit waiting Always to happen slaying. for sure. Okay, so she offers to make Buffy a sandwich, and Buffy gratefully declines. Um, Buffy is in an outfit that would be so in right now. She's in, like, relaxed pants, white keds, and a cardigan. It's very cute. Looks very comfortable. Um, It is 100% what the kids are wearing right now. Oh. Uh, Except the kids would be wearing the cardigan, like, off one shoulder. Because this is my, like, old person thing. Like... Uh, kids today like can't keep their their jackets and their cardigans like on two shoulders. It's super weird. I'm not about it. Okay, boomer. Anyway. <laughs> well, good. We've always said 90s fashion is coming back. Oh, it's been back, baby. 
So Buffy is patrolling and she hears something and oh my goodness, it's Xander. Yeah. And uh, so I think she takes the stake from him and, you know, out pops a vampire and it's this kind of dramatic fight scene that happens and the rest of the Scoobies come in and they end up on the ground and just as they all are fall to the ground together, they look up and she slays the vampire and just says, hey guys. Yeah. And then, uh, is it her that says Nighthawk? Yeah, this is a, this is an embarrassing nickname that Xander has taken on here. Yeah. Yeah. Cordelia calls. Oh, Cordelia seems to be into it. Calls into Nighthawk over the walkie talkie. Yeah. I so, say it's cringy, but hey, if my girlfriend is into it. If then... my fucking hot Cordelia Chase girlfriend is into it, you can call me whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Okay. And I will say, go team. Quite the improvement from last episode. Yeah. They have like figured out their roles. They have a system. Um, I mean, it still can't stand up to like Buffy, but they definitely seemed more in control and on top of things than last episode. Yeah, they do. You're right. So then we pop to our intro. So we are back at Giles' house. Yes. Uh, they, so they, they're like getting Buffy to knock on the door and Buffy goes, what if he's mad? And Xander says, mad, just because you ran away and abandoned your post and your friends and your mom and made him lay awake every night worrying about you. And we're just going to start a segment here that we're going to call Times Buffy's Loved Ones Have Been Shitty to Her This Episode. Because you, dude. Yeah, my note is, whoa, Xander, laying on the truth a little too hard. And like, aren't we still in that grace period of like, yeah, we'll get to mad, but now we're just relieved. Like, shouldn't we all just be in like happy, relieved Excited to see her. And we don't get to be mad without also owning, like, we can be mad at the, in hurt, but that also has to, like, they're leaving no space for the trauma that Buffy went through. Yeah, and they're yeah. just, like, you all are bad friends. They are. And just, like, completely not understanding the slayer of it all. I'm sorry, do you have a cosmic destiny? Do you have a seriously low projection for how long you're going to live? I mean, yes, they've all helped. Did you just have to kill your boyfriend? Right. Yeah. And she didn't even tell them about the whole... I mean, yeah, she that's like not even knowing that he was successfully restored and she still killed him. She still had to kill him. After a year of being traumatized by being uh, stalked and assaulted by said ex that you were fucking in love with and like was like... Technically, causality, your fault that it happened, not actually laying blame on her, but like technically she, her actions caused it. So like all of that and the weight of the world on her shoulders, she has saved the world multiple times. And yes, while we have said on this podcast that like part of what makes Buffy Summers so amazing is her incredible team. There are lots of times that like she probably could have done it by herself, but it was so much more efficient and effective and amazing with help but like they're still not the slayer okay yeah like, they can take several seats yeah just oh, God. giles is God. the only one who doesn't irk me to no end in this episode he still does a little bit but compared to the rest of them i think giles is the only one who should be able to sleep at night as he should because he is the adult but i'm just like i ugh. joyce can go to hell too joyce can fucking go to hell um, as far as her actions in this, in this episode, everyone can fucking go to hell. Cause I think of this crew as like a generally more intelligent than your average high schooler. 
you know, they're all closer. They have been through fire together. So I just, I expect more from all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say one person, I th- actually, I think overall Cordelia is one of the better ones who's not being completely shitty this episode. And Cordy talks about how she prefers Hilfiger over the Rambo look for slaying. And honestly, I'm with you. I would be in like the hot yogas, yoga pants kind of thing rather than like the leather pants and like chunky boots and stuff that Buffy's always wearing. Buffy kills it, looks wonderful. But if I were slaying, I think I'd be slightly more uh, function over form. A little more practical. A little more practical. Yeah. Good point from Cordelia. So Buffy does eventually knock. Giles answers. There's this super emotional music. And then um, then I think we jump to being inside. Everybody's catching up. Um, I have a funny quote here. Um, Xander says, hey, so you're not wanted for murder anymore. And Buffy goes, good. That was such a drag. <laughs> yes. Uh, Buffy, like me, deals with conflict with humor. Totally understand. We love some gallows humor. Um, and okay, elaborating on this rant I just had, question of the day, why are the Scoobies being so weird? I let's talk about this because I still don't understand like putting myself in their shoes. Like I understand being hurt. I understand being upset by the lack of communication, but also this at this time, we don't all have cell phones. If we do, it's only for calling. So there is less communication that is standard. So it's not like you're texting every day. And yes, it sounds like there were calls that weren't answered. But like, I, I just don't understand. Why they're, yeah, their awkwardness. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, uh, yeah, it genuinely confuses me. Be, like, it doesn't make sense to me. Because, like, you, you all, like, Willow in the episode before this said... What if she just came back to school? Okay. Like, it, like, and then that exactly happened, and now you won't. Right. Talk. Now she's you just like ignoring her. Yeah, you won't exchange words even. Right. What? Yeah. And if you think about it, like, she why ran away really... at the end of the school year. We're back the first day, like first or second day. You know, last episode was the day before first day of school, so I don't know. Maybe we're a week or two, maybe a month. So at tops. It's been four months. She wasn't gone a whole fucking year. It's only been a handful of months. There were there were friends I didn't see all summer. Yeah, they. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. There are people that I wouldn't talk with just because that's how life was. And then you kind of go back to school and you pick up, and, and it's there fine. Were some summers that Caitlin was her, went with her family to like. Yeah. They did. You know, her dad was working in London, or like her family was in san francisco or whatever so there were some we didn't see each other all summer i wasn't calling her yeah so even if i mean i know not the same circumstances but like so i went with all i went for a whole summer not seeing that person yeah they're not i mean they're they're um not giving her any grace cutting her any slack whatsoever so their actions don't make sense in that way but then they well, like what they're doing also doesn't make sense because yeah, that that is something that happens. People go a few months without talking over this like that. Yeah, that happened. What what is so awkward about this? Why and is this I so also weird? Just don't get whatever hurt that's there. I I get the hurt. I get being angry. I get being like passive aggressive and snooty, like with Alexander's comment. But like the weirdness, 
she didn't go to prison. You know, it's not like you're, you know, wondering what happened in the showers or like, you know, did she have to shank anybody? I, I, I don't know. I, that's just like the weirdest like comparison that just came up to me. But it's like, you know, she didn't run off. And as far as I know, it's not like she was a prostitute for the whole summer. Like, I, well, Xander makes a comment later that's like strangely like, yeah, like trafficy, And I don't understand where that comes from. But but yeah, I yeah. Yeah, it's I just I would be more curious about like I would be asking questions, maybe too many questions. I'd maybe be overstepping with my curiosity, but the whole like weirdness, avoidance. They're uh, not, they don't seem to be like happy or relieved that she's back at all. Right. I would maybe be hurt inside, but like trying to maintain normalcy. Like I would want to hang out. Yeah. Or like later on, Willow declines her, declines hanging out in this scene. And then she like eventually, like Willow says something like, oh, I have to do homework or something. And then maybe Buffy's like, oh, no, or maybe somebody else is. And then Willow's like, "Okay," But it's like, what? Why are we? Your friend who you like had no idea how they were, if they were okay, And you can't give up one night of homework. Yeah. That's when you go like internally. You're like, that's going to be a bitch tomorrow. But. You you do it. I, I don't know. And later in this episode, Willow talks about like how upset she was that there was like all this stuff that was going on with her and she didn't have her best friend to talk to. That's I, I get that. But like, OK, well, wouldn't you want to info dump now? Like, is it the time to like sit up for hours and, and talk about all that stuff or and Willow has been the one that always stands up for herself. Yeah, we're so, going to put a pin in that. Yeah, we have so many. We so, have, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, 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 we have more. I. I don't know. It almost seems like this is just like a guest writer who maybe didn't fully comprehend the characters because honestly, a lot of this feels just out of character. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't feel justified. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So we're at school. Uh, We're in Snyder's office. Yep. Snyder just keeps using the word tingling. Yeah. Which I know I this def this this stuff that with like not letting Buffy in and just like clearly having a, a vendetta. A nearly physical sensation of pleasure. Do you have a boner, Snyder? Is that what you're saying? That's what it sounds like. Don't say that to teenagers yeah. or anyone. Yeah, this is absolute. I mean, he crossed the line several times last season, but this is absolutely where he crosses the line to like, okay, this isn't you being a teacher who is like justifiably like frustrated with a difficult student. This is you being vindictive and you deserve everything that's coming to you. I it was here okay um he also uh suggested that she work at some fast food restaurant and a there's no shame in working at a fast food restaurant but b he said it in this like kind of demeaning way but for a 17 year old working at a fast food that makes perfect sense right like you were trying to be a dick but that didn't make any sense dude yeah I do think that's a little bit of us putting 2023 views on fast food working because now it's like mcdonald's is one of the places that like reliably pays over minimum wage there are people who do much better off of like a mcdonald's wage than other situations but i do think at the time it was very much symbolic of like you dropped out of school you didn't get into college no it was like a classist comment i just think it didn't make any sense because like because yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, she can. She could. Yeah. She could just start working. Right. I mean, she should 
be able to go to school, and I'm glad that gets fixed later on. But Snyder, you're, you're yeah. finishing high school, kids. You got you got to finish high school. Yeah, you do have to absolutely. You know, um, we can talk about trade school after high school, but like you got to finish high school. It really isn't clear to me why he hates her so viscerally. Like to your point, this is beyond yeah. just Snyder's a, a dick. Yeah, yeah. Like what did she? kill your dog or something like what i think it maybe gets into like some misogynist like he's threatened by her like Mm. like like him as a man is threatened by her yeah i think it has to get towards that um also so joy says if i have to i'll go all the way to the mayor and he says very like mysteriously wouldn't that be interesting Okay, so this is another foreshadowing that, okay, spoiler alert, doesn't really pay off. Yeah. Several times last season, there was clues that, like, Snyder kind of knows what's going on in Sunnydale. And we've meant, and there was definitely mentioned last season about the mayor when there was, like, a cop who was, like, pushing back on the story they wanted to to spin. And he was like, oh, well, what do you want me to do? Talk, do you want me to go to the mayor? And they were like, oh, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll do whatever he said. Because then that's like, so maybe if Snyder... But he doesn't seem aligned with the underbelly of Sunnydale because that would be another reason is like if he secretly knows that she's a slayer and he's aligned with the underbelly, then, of course, he would hate the slayer. Yeah. But then I think it would come out in other ways of him like actively. Yeah, he doesn't. He gets pissed when supernatural stuff happens at his school. Right. Right. His hate definitely does seem to be like academically focused and then also just like personal. So it still doesn't really align with like her know him knowing that she's a slayer. I still don't think his actions justify if he. I don't think it makes sense that he knows that she's a slayer. Um, so yeah, I that is the the most reasonable explanation to me is that like it's a fragile masculinity thing. Yeah, I would believe that. She challenges his authority and his manlyhood. Yeah, that's that's my guess. Well, you are real fragile to be thrown off by a seventeen year old girl, my dude. Yeah. Okay, so Joyce is dropping Buffy off. She um, said she like previews that maybe private school is going to be an option. And she says uh, to Buffy, say hi to Willow. And I liked that. I liked that line because it was like a way to to tell the audience what was happening, like why Joyce was dropping her off mm-hmm. like randomly here without actually like te- like without actually like Buffy being like, I am going to it, right. I, just a neat. That is a nice little moment. Yeah. Um, I think this is our first time seeing this end of town. Yeah, it is. Um, this food spot that's near the magic shop. So that's cool. This area of town ends up being a frequented place. Willow flakes on her. And Willow flakes. Yeah. I just like, come on, Willow standing up, Buffy. What the actual fuck? Yep. Um, and then my next note is fuck cat. Pat. Pat. She said her name weird. Uh, so I was like, Pat? Yeah. <laughs> fuck this lady. Fuck everything about her head to toe yeah Yeah. she she pat yeah so willow blows buffy off buffy goes home runs into pat leaving the house and pat here says to buffy like she talks to buffy about how much of a wreck joyce was while buffy was gone and um she says she says you go be with your mom you need to rebound what rebond or rebond sorry 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 (laughs) rebond what how are you, lady? Right. Like, this isn't longtime family friend being real as your second parent. Yeah. Because, like, we have a lot of those people in our life. 
um, this is literally the first time I'm meeting you and you are getting super involved. Yeah. That is just like so overstepping and her whole tone is just like condescending and patronizing and just like so smackable. I don't understand. I When we get into the hot take section, I'm going to have questions about Pat. Okay. Um, so Buffy goes inside. She tells Joyce that Willow bailed on her. Um, and Joyce says, um, oh, how about I invite everybody over for dinner tomorrow? And Buffy isn't really into it. And then Joyce is like, well, I hope it's okay. Because I already did. I already did it. <laughs> um, so I think Buffy goes down to the basement. Um, there's this kind of emotional moment where she sees a, she finds a picture of she, Willow, and Xander. It's sad and nostalgic. Oh, uh, quick, quick things before this one. Uh, LOL, Buffy super skinny scarf thing. Um, <laughs> two, uh, Joy starts getting out the nice plates. And Buffy says, like, I don't know if they're like the nice plates kind of people. And she's, we never have guests for dinner. Indulge your mother. Jaffiel Joyce. I've always said, like, if I do get China as someone who's like engaged in getting married, like, are we going to register for China? If we do, we're fucking using that shit. Absolutely. We are not pulling it out once a year. Yeah. If that, like, we are going to use it. Second of all, the fuck? Joyce put away pictures? Yeah, I... She was gone for the summer! I started to think, like, why is that picture there? And I was really hoping that it wasn't... I was really hoping that it was not a situation where Joyce was... Yeah. Generously, it's been four months. Yeah. It has not even been six. And she put... And she's not dead! In the basement, she the like, basement. She's not even like, oh, you hid it away, or like she put not like she put it in a drawer. Yeah, like it was hard for her to see Buffy around, like in the basement. Yeah, the f- the fuck, Joyce. Yeah, yeah, these people are terrible. I don't blame Buffy for splash splash. This episode is trash for thinking about running away again. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This episode sucks. Uh, okay. There's a dead cat that Buffy finds. Mm-hmm. She goes to bury it. I actually like this eulogy that Joyce gives this cat. <laughs> um, she says, goodbye, stray cat who lost its way. We hope you find it. And I think Very sweet. Yeah, I think that's yeah a lovely sentiment. Now, if you could, you know, be thoughtful like that for your daughter, that would be great. Yeah. How about we have that same amount of charity and yeah. understanding? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so creepy fucking mask does creepy fucking things at night, and the cat comes back to life. Yep. Uh, Buffy has the absolute worst alarm tone mm. on her alarm clock. Mm-hmm. That fucking sucks. I would wake up in a bad mood every single day. Yeah. If I was being woken with that alarm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, so there's like a tiny dream sequence that doesn't really make any sense. And then, um, yeah, the next morning... Joyce and Buffy are talking about getting her back into school. I'm going to punch Joyce in the face for this line, too. Um, Joyce says she's kind of talking to the superintendent, but maybe they can look at this like this all-girls private school if that isn't an option, and Buffy isn't happy about it. And Joyce says to Buffy, Buffy, you made some bad choices. You just might have to live with some consequences. Well, see, you, I Joyce? actually... That could have been said with a softer tone that I think would have made that... But, like, I do kind of agree with that sentiment. I'm very much a person like actions have con- words have meaning, actions have consequences. She didn't do anything. She was cleared of the murder. There is no reason why Buffy should not be allowed to go and get the public school to which she's entitled. She didn't do anything wrong. Absolutely not. Joyce, you're full of shit. 
Okay, fair. Yep, I can see that one. But I take your point that actions have consequences and appreciate your thoughtfulness, but Thank I you. reject it in this instance. Uh, we get a lovely, fun uh, moment of levity in this next scene. Uh, the Scoobies are in the library, and Oz teaches us different types of gatherings. <laughs> um, I, I love his description of what a hoot nanny is. He says, chock full of hoot, a little bit of nanny. <laughs> right before this i have one note uh at the end of the last scene um joyce is saying like why why maybe you can tell some people that you're you know slayer. The slayer. yeah she says i would think they'd be happy to have a superhero is that the right term i mean it's not offensive is it and i just think we're continuing with this uh theme that being the slayer is being queer yeah, yeah. I was going to say that might be this, like, another gayest moment of the episode. Because it's, like, that, like, overly sensitive, like, almost to the point of blindness. Because, like, you called her a superhero. And she's like, that's not offensive, is it? Why in the world would that be offensive? Why would that be offensive? Like, yeah. you actually saying would that be offensive is now offensive. Right. Because you just said something so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That, like, actually now I'm offensive. You just made it weird. Yeah. You just made it weird. Yeah. She could have said, like, I thought they'd be happy to have a superhero in town. You could have left it, and that would have been, like, actually. That's a compliment. Yeah, thank you. That would have you. been a compliment, and that would have been a, a valid question to ask. Yeah. Still, like, look how you took it. Look how she was, like, accused of murder. Expound that by a few extra people. How yeah. well do you think that's going to go? So, like, also still, like, not quite being thoughtful, but. I understand that, like, initial thought. And then she made it weird. Yeah, she'll make it weird. She'll make it weird. Yeah, I like this moment of levity um, in the in the library. Um, thank you, Oz. We very much needed that. Also, I will say, yeah, when I said all of her friends can go to hell, Oz can go to hell in that he, like, stood by, but he wasn't the most egregious offenders. And... No, of course, but he's also not nearly as close with her. yeah. So he is still very much like boyfriend status. He's in the know. Yeah. But he's there because he's a boyfriend and a werewolf. And I, I love the question that Oz is asking. But when he says, like, what's the energy of this event? You know what Joyce said. Right. Dinner um, for party. dinner. Yeah. He said it was a dinner party. Yeah. So why? I don't even know why this discussion is happening. Yeah. Don't plan a party Right. At somebody else's house when they have already invited you to. Yeah, don't. The thing, the event is planned. Yeah. This wasn't like, hey, maybe we should do something. This was like, Joyce invited you for dinner. She's getting out the nice plates. Like, you have been invited to dinner. To dinner. That's it. Yeah, you all are, you all are stupid and presumptuous. And Giles even says, he's like, I, I'm, I'm totally with Giles on this one. He actually says like, I think a party might be actually more isolating and less caring. Also. Allie saying this, telling her, not telling her in advance is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise parties. So you're all acting weird. Well, that's why. They don't want to be intimate. Yeah, they want to like not, they don't want it to be intimate. But like, it just again shows like how far up their own asses these people are. Yeah. And fuck you guys for not listening to Giles. Yeah. Deeply disappointing. And also deeply disrespectful of Joyce. Yeah. I'd be pissed, right? She probably made a nice dinner. Not even that. You, even if nothing else was planned, having a surprise party with a band yeah. and almost definitely booze, 
Yeah, yeah, the house gets trashed. Yeah, you and me are shitty. Right. Even if it went from like the four of them to like 10 people, like that's still, you're disrespecting the host. You're just, this is still like your children. She is the adult. She is the parent. Like that is still being completely rude of one of your best friend's households. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Uh, this is when Xander makes a nasty comment. Um, so Buffy, oh, oh, he's talking about, they're like gaming out what's going to happen at a potential dinner party. They're like, what do we talk about? And then Xander says, uh, so Buffy, did you meet any nice pimps on your travels? And oh, by the way, thanks for ruining our lives for the past three months. Thank you, Xander. Great. I still don't understand how other than them, honestly, choosing. Choosing. Choosing to take up the slaying. Yeah. I don't understand how it ruined their lives. Yeah. Because it doesn't sound, it's not like we saw them getting attacked in their own homes because they're associated with the Slayer. Like, this was them choosing to take up the mantle. They could have just, like, done their usual summer thing. Yeah, guys, this must have been really hard for you. Right. Hmm. Summer between first and second season, they had a normal summer. Yep. And they didn't choose to go slaying. And she was still out of town all summer. Yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. So I don't understand how they how she ruined their lives. Yeah. She was the one accused of murder. And again, we're she also it's not like we're hearing random that random like, city and make it. Yeah. Right. And it's not like they're starting to tell like, yes, and the whole town ostracized uh, ostracized us because we were associated with a um a potential murderer. Not hearing any of that. Not hearing like my mom imposed a, co- imposed a curfew because of blah, blah, blah. No, they were still out late at night hunting vampires. So I just honestly, maybe the network was like, we need to kick up the drama or something. I'm trying to like find a benefit of the doubt for the writers because this is just, it's getting, it's egregious. The more, even like the more I look at it, it's yeah. just egregious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we're at the house for this ugh, fucking party. Uh, and I just said, no. Oh my fucking god, cat, go crawl in a hole, pat, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She says, she says, um, Buffy opens the door and pat's there. Pat goes, not thinking about any more flights of fancy, I hope. What? Buffy says, Do you want to see my mom? <laughs> and Pat goes, please. And Buffy immediately goes, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Good. This woman does not deserve your courtesy. Well, huh? yeah, just I don't know. Maybe she's on the spectrum and just like doesn't understand like social propriety because it's like this is all she because some of her demeanor seems like very southern and i'm like southern people would absolutely not be directly addressing the issue at hand they would like passive aggressively talk around it yeah but they would not write out be like oh are you planning to leave it's like you mean when i opened the door at my house where i'm supposed to be yeah right hook you and the horse you rode in on yeah i'm glad you die lady yeah 100% uh and yeah just again this party is so selfish and I'm shocked Joyce went along with it like Joyce just lets it happen yeah she just squirrels away with Pat and just like la 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 and drinks and lets a a rager a rager yeah legitimate a a legit band is playing this isn't like I feel like all of the parties in high school were like in basements yeah. Where there was like maybe plausible deniability for the parents of like what was going on. Not that I was invited to any like alcohol parties in high school, but all the ones I heard about were in somebody's basement. Yeah, there was there was sneakiness. Yeah, sure. there was sneakiness. But at least there was like a veneer of trying to be sneaky about it. Yep. 
Uh, this is not sneaky at all. They all have red solo cups in their hands. And there's a bunch of really awkward vignettes where her uh, friends just continue being terrible. Willow straight up lies to her and pretends she like can't hear her. Xander and Cordelia are making out in front of her. I don't know. Do you have specific notes about how awful her friends are being? Yeah. The After the bit with Xander and Cordy, I just said, yeah, I hate this episode. Yeah. And then throughout this too. And this just isn't Willow. This just isn't Willow. Yeah. The fact that she's just standing there just like trying to be happy watching her boyfriend and just and Buffy has to like drag her away. Yeah. And it's also so clear like look she's in a dress like look at Buffy's dress. She's in like a little like French twist thing in her hair. Like it's just it's all so incredibly sad, so incredibly rude and disrespectful. So much of it. And and Buffy here is She's doing the right thing. Like, she went to Will and was like, I kind of thought this was not going to be what this was. And Willow blows her off. And then she asks Willow straight up if she's avoiding her. And Willow, like, again, like, Buffy is doing everything right here. Right. This is not the Willow that yelled at Xander for dating Cordelia. Yeah. Yeah. And Xander's the one she's no longer. So you would think that, like, that's the person that she would just, like, let get away with things. I don't know. I guess like girl friendships are different, but still, I just, this is not Willow. I, yeah. But the mask is bringing things back to life. Uh, we see a dead body rise from the morgue or a crime scene or whatever. Some really sick burn makeup. Yeah. On this corpse. Yeah. Like, at least the effects department was like, I don't know what's going on in this episode, but like, this guy looks sick. <laughs> <laughs> There, we found the high point of the episode. Yep, that's the it. Great effect. That's it. It yeah. shoots right back down uh, with this conversation that Buffy overhears with Joyce. Is yep. that where you are? Yes. So she's talking to Pat and she's saying that like, you know, I was so worried when she was gone, but now that she's home, it's like almost worse. That doesn't make sense. Uh, so her being home and things being awkward is worse than her being potentially dead in a ditch. Yeah, how how is that? I get if she had said something like, oh, it's not exactly how I thought it was going to be. Or like, man, right. we have some work, some like relationship stuff to repair. Like that would have been fine. But almost worse. How is it almost worse? Is she's that, alive. Right. You know, she's alive. Right. Yeah. And she's being home and she, you know, dressed up for your dinner party. And like, I, I just I don't. So much disappointment. Yeah, you're right. So much grave, grave disappointment. This Uh, writing is terrible. uh, But there is this great line. Someone who shows up at the house, uh, Party Villa. Oh, the phone rings because Giles is calling them. And he says, Party Villa, can I rock you? I'm going to start answering the phone that way. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. So throughout this nonsense, Giles has discovered, you know, the mask. That line is funny, but don't pick up the phone. At a house that isn't yours. Who raised these people? Or if you do, you say Summer's residence. Right. Like, let me find the host. Hang on. Right. Or like you said, don't answer it. Or like, if the phone ringing is crushing your party vibe, pick it up and put it down. Don't. Yeah, he talks. Answer it. Yeah, yeah. Well, given everything that happens, Buffy goes into her room and starts. And she gets the bag out. She starts putting clothes in it. I don't know if she was actually going to run. I think we could fight about if she was actually going to do that. But I don't blame her. Nope. Don't blame her at all. Nope. Um, Paul being super shitty 
everyone has actively not rallied around her. Uh, and then they all freak the fuck out. Yeah, again, blatant underage drinking at Joyce's house. What's up with that? Are we at Giles? Uh, or are we still at Willow being a fucking cunt? Yeah, Willow is still attacking Buffy. This line, um, she said, you and you talked about it earlier too, when Willow is saying that like, oh, I have all this stuff I'm going through and it's like supernatural, like boyfriend is a werewolf and witchcraft and stuff and I didn't have my friend to talk about. So, do you know how much supernatural stuff Buffy goes through and doesn't talk? Like, ah! well, and like, I don't understand how all of that hurt translates to this, like, actively avoiding her. Wouldn't now be the time to be like, I have all these things I want to talk to you about. And just like, be like, yeah, you're saying I didn't have I didn't have anybody to talk about that with. And then Buffy asked you to go to coffee and you agreed to go to coffee with her and then didn't. And then flaked on her. So do you want somebody to talk about it with or not? She asked you to go somewhere quiet so that you can talk and catch up. And then you're like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. So you're just being completely nonsensical. And I know that people will be like, oh, teenagers do the wackiest things. But I'm like, that just doesn't make sense. And Buffy isn't. So they can do the wackiest things and it's fine because they're teenagers. But then Buffy does some things that are less wacky, I would say. And has accountability to the magnitude of a million. Right. No, I'm not okay with double standards towards Buffy. No, so, and yeah. I, I think this episode does Willow dirty. Willow yeah. deserved better than this. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Okay, now we're at Giles. Uh, so this is the the quote that we said all the time. Giles is being sassy in his crisis. Do you like my mask? Isn't it pretty? It raises the dead. Americans. <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember the art that Helen Cook had up in her house growing up, but she had masks in the living room. You're and so Anna weird. hated it because Caitlin and I and you would always be like, don't you take the mask? Isn't it pretty? It raises the dead. <laughs> oh, Constantly funny. making fun of those masks. Oh, Helen. It was lovely seeing her at that wedding. It was. What a delight. And then I just have all caps, wow, Xander. Uh, oh, no, we're not there yet. Okay. Oh, okay. no. I don't actually know what that was. I don't remember what that was referring to. But, well, there's plenty it could refer to coming up here in a second. Buffy Stress and Willow. So Buffy and Willow are still fighting. And then and then Joyce comes in and launches into it, too. And Willow totally fucking throws Buffy right back under the bus. And Joyce is like, what is this? Is this some sort of joke? You better get sure and explain yourself right away. So and, you're not actually giving her space to say anything. And this is the same tantrum that Joyce had at the end of season two. Right. Where where she's like, you better make time right now. And it's like, what? You're not actually, again, not actually giving space. Yeah. And it, makes, it just makes me think of John Mulaney when he's like, fans would ask why you're doing something, but they just meant stop. Yeah. And I'm just like, doesn't anybody want to know why I'm doing this? Yeah, and Buffy says, like, I don't know what I'm doing, and she runs out in tears, and Joyce follows her and totally makes a scene in front of everyone. That's the other thing. Like, the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I get grief makes you do sad things, but again, this is, it's not like someone died, and you're, like, legitimately out of your mind. It makes me wish that Pat was something supernatural, because then it would be like, oh, well, she was, like, whispering and corrupting Joyce. yeah. yeah. But it turns out she was just like a human doing exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, you, we don't even have the soulless thing that we can blame it on. Right. Yeah. No, you were just like a shitty human who was like 
Munchausen by proxy or something, you know, like yeah. trying to be like misery loves company. Yeah. You sad, lonely, childless woman. Yeah. 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 You, <laughs> the stupid classes you go to can never fill the void in your life, Pat. You'll always be alone and sad. Man, we really hate that she woman. Just, she just wants to fuck Joyce. Okay. Before, before <laughs> I was like, I had that note. I was like, but when, when Joyce and Pat are in That's the kitchen talking, is. I was like, Pat, are you hitting on Joyce? Mm-hmm. I'm getting, I'm getting vibes. See, Buffy just ruined Pat's plan to be Joyce's everything and then talk her into hooking up. relationship. Yeah, that's it. Mm. I don't know if that's what the writers intended, but clearly they were not thinking things through with this episode. So I'm going to say that's what was going on. Yeah, and they're welcome for that work we just did for them. Um, I have one more Joyce line, and Mm -hmm. then we get to the Xander slander. Buffy says to Joyce, you found out who I was and you couldn't handle it. Do you remember? And Joyce says, you didn't give me time. You just dumped this thing on me and you expected me to get it. Okay. Okay. Um, Not what happened. Right. Yeah. You said the unforgivable offense here was saying if you run out of this house don't even think about coming back right that is the line that was crossed right because if she hadn't said that then after Buffy avoided the apocalypse they could have she could have come home and then they could have talked about it yes there could have been time yes but joyce was like i still also wish that buffy had just said something like literal apocalypse I don't have time to explain this to you. And even if her, her mom like still didn't like get that, she still could have said, "Yeah, I literally have to go save the world. I don't have time for this." She did. She said, "I have to save the world again." Oh, she did say that. Yeah. Okay, so that's me not not remembering. Okay, so yeah, there you go. She was like, "I have to save the world." Sorry, I don't have time to like coddle your feelings. Yeah. So again, uh, if she yeah. hadn't kicked her out, they could have like had all summer. To deal with this. Yeah, yeah, Joyce, this is your fault. Totally Joyce's fault. Okay. Um, and then Xander, which is where I think your comment is from, Xander decides to weigh in here on this epic tantrum Joyce is throwing and says um, to Buffy, uh, you know, maybe you don't want to hear it, Buffy, but taking off like you did was incredibly selfish and stupid. Well, you're a bad person and you're just mad that she doesn't want to fuck you. Um, yeah, I just... This has to be the most com- awkward party ever. Like- complete lack of care yeah for buffy yeah there is no consideration for her feelings is this like are you even her friend is this because like she's such a boss that they think that they can like abuse her because she's never because she always just takes being amazing in stride and doesn't yeah because this doesn't make sense none of this makes sense i don't these just aren't the friends who have like been there for her and like made her not go into the sewer alone because they were rescuing Jesse and just yeah. like this what he you know got her girlfriend and became a total asshole the actively making out with Cordelia and then ignoring Buffy and yeah just, I it just doesn't make sense disappointment really all around. Giles has to hotwire a car mm-hmm. once he leaves his, his uh, keys out for the zombies. Uh, suddenly, Giles' wayward youth comes in handy. Yeah, right? I feel like I should have had a hotwire car, but I don't. It's one of those things like, uh, you know, I'm not a delinquent, but like picking a lock, hotwiring a car. For situations like that where like, I'm stranded. I lost my keys. Yeah, helpful skill. 
I mean, I do have AAA, but like, I don't know. What if I didn't have signal or like my phone was dead? Or... Yeah. I mean, when the zombie apocalypse does happen, I don't think Geico is going to come and jump my car for me. Exactly. Exactly. When I don't know when the next gas station is and I just have to like hotwire a car on the side of the road. Yeah. You should learn that. We'll learn that together. Yeah. Because like, I'm pretty sure Hayden knows these things. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, what if we get separated? Mm. Hey, you... You sh- I need to be able to take care of myself. Absolutely. We'll learn together. We'll learn. All right. There's more friends being shitty to Buffy. Um, literally, when literally the only one standing up for Buff is Cordelia, you know the situation is fucked. Yeah, she, do- she doesn't do it well Cordelia is literally all. the only one who's like, hey. Yeah, it doesn't. And yeah, valiant effort, Cordelia. You really did not make it better, but you know when all we have is valiant the effort. Was there? Yeah, then then we'll applaud that. Yeah, yeah seriously, they all want going like that. Maybe maybe you're being harsh. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, and then Willa makes a joke about how maybe we should all just try some violence. That's when a horde of zombies breaks into the house. One zombie st- walks up and just straight up snaps some guy's neck. Sick. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. Yeah, if you were a zombie. Pat first, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some people I'd maybe play with, but if I could snap a neck, just like go up and do it. Pat is the one. You would, in you would that do house. at least one that way. Okay. Hmm. I, I haven't thought about what I would. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that makes sense. Just to me. thinking in the moment, that's not my everyday thoughts. Oh, good. Just so you know. Well, I mean, depending on where I am, if I'm at the, like the DMV or something that I'm like thinking about, no, never mind. Anywho. I didn't finish that sentence. Don't uh, listen to me. So Giles shows up. We find out it's the mask. Or no, Buffy figures it out anyway without Giles, right? Yeah, she sure does. Yeah, so... Um, they destroy the mask. They The the zombies are tough. They they kind of push... They get the Scoobies like, pushed into Joyce's room. Oz and Cordelia get separated. Pat somehow ends up dead, but can still... They move her into the room, but she's dead this is episode is sloppy in that sense too because we for sure saw pat move as if she was just unconscious but then it turned out she was dead oh no i so i think one of the zombies comes in and does just like fucking kill her and then they're like oh no pat is dead so they not knowing that she would then get resurrected they pull her into the bedroom which is like why would you bring the dead body with you but when they pull her into the bedroom they think that she's just unconscious and then joyce like feels her and is like oh no she's dead okay yeah. It's like how we just saw that that actress just moved. We saw her move. What? She didn't just die. Oh, my God. <laughs> it sucks. Sloppy. Yeah. So. And then the mask wakes Pat up. Sorry. I'm yeah. The mask wakes here. Pat up. She tries to do shit. Buffy kills her. Super nice that the zombies just poof away. Yeah. Handy, right? Yeah. Also sloppy. But... Oz is uh, going to rush out so um oz and giles connect and giles is like go tell buffy and then oz goes to tell buffy but buffy is brilliant and doesn't need anybody yeah that's that is my next note. love that buffy figured out the eyes all on her own because literally fuck everyone else jump up my ass and die that's Absolutely. literally what i typed in i my love notes. that note good <laughs> very apt yeah so the the house is absolutely destroyed and it's just like it's just like accepted that they all just fought off monsters together and are cool again. Together with air yeah, quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Buffy saved y'all's asses. 
God. Ugh. Yeah. So I think Giles is the MVP of the, well, I mean, Buffy is the MVP of the episode for me, but Giles is a close second. They're back at school. Giles is talking to Snyder in, oh, yes. in the yes. school mm-hmm. and, say, and basically like threatens Snyder. He's like, Buffy will be allowed back here. And he says to Snyder, you're powerful in local circles, but I believe I can, I make, I can make life very difficult for you, professionally speaking. Mm-hmm. Snyder says, I'm not convinced. And Giles goes, would you like me to convince you? And I wrote, I mean, kind of. The way he said that made me feel things. Yeah, yeah. Like, book talk would be all over oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> book talk would really like Ripper. I... I would read that fan fiction. Yeah. Not, Not with Snyder. Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and because we're together, it'll catch that too. Yep. That just happened. That's good. Amazing. Yeah. Yes, that did genuinely happen. I did not edit that together. Fantastic. Yeah. And then we have this like ugh, kind of touching talk. Finally, Buffy and Willow have their coffee date. And Willow is still... Yeah. Like, thinks it's funny to keep talking about how Buffy is like a flake, a runaway. Yeah, I understand you having to bail, and I can forgive that. Mm, I don't really know that. You clearly did not understand her having to bail. Yeah, and I don't think that you're not the one who's doing any forgiving here. You, she yep. didn't. You decided to slay for her when you, like, what does she have to apologize to you for? Like, sorry she dropped off the, like, okay. But yeah, it's like her her being an absentee friend, but it was like her situation goes so far past being an absentee friend. Yeah. That's not what that was about. Any of this was about. I don't need your forgiveness. I'm good. Right. Right. Like if your friend went to, to rehab and you were like, you were a bad friend. Yeah. You weren't there for me. Yeah. You missed and my birthday like, party. Right. Yeah. It's like, um, was kind of dealing was significantly more important stuff that superseded girl talk. Yeah. Yeah. And then she, like, thinks it's... I mean, it's like... I, I get what they're trying to do of, like, okay, it shows everything's okay when you can, like, start joking about it. Sure. But, like... I'd be okay to joke about it if if there had... If we had seen the moment where Willow was like, I am so sorry the way I responded to you when you came back and... I that was I was a bad like I don't if, think she earned the right to joke about it. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Kind of comes off like you're passive aggressively still upset, right? And and you it is still not reasonable for you to be upset. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Yeah, all y'all can fuck up and die, fuck off and die. You don't deserve Buffy. Yeah, one little comment about uh, where we are, you and I, we are in the basement of my parents' house. Uh, where we have spent many a time binging, marathoning, as Buffy. we used to call it, yeah. Buffy. And I can literally see the stack of Buffy season things over on the shelf from where we're sitting. What What a handsome DVD collection over there. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, yeah sitting yep. in this basement. And we, we got to watch a movie last night together, Allie, like it was mm. high school again. It was so fun. Yeah, friends, if you have not watched the second and third Magic Mike movies... Do yourself a favor and watch them. Yeah, watch some. Watch they some are a sexy good time, like heartwarming and yeah. Do do yourself a favor. Oh, I would let Channing Tatum do anything he wanted to me. Yeah, yeah. I'd apologize to, to Channing Tatum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Channing Tatum can 
can treat me as horribly as Buffy's friends have treated her. And I'll accept that from him, but only him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only him. Okay. I have trivia. Yay, and then we can trivia. do hot takes. Do we have any other notes about the walkthrough wise for the episode, or can I move to trivia? Nope. I would like uh, Giles to convince me was my last note. Oh, good. Groovy. Okay, so trivia. Pat mentions to Buffy that Joyce had been reading uh, The Deep End of the Ocean. And fun fact, that is a 1996 novel about a suburban middle-class family, much like Buffy's, that is torn apart when the youngest son disappears, only to reappear at the doorstep years later. So kind of a nod to what they had been happening. Although That's really fucked up for them to make Joyce read that. That's true. Yeah, I kind of feel like that would be like too close to home, not like therapeutic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pat, you're a bad friend. Uh, she's a bad friend. The rest of the book club are bad friends. Yeah, yeah. Why did you make her read that? That's true. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. So at the beginning of the zombie invasion, there is a zombie that looks suspiciously like Daryl. The Yes, I saw that, and I wondered if it was him. Yeah, the violent football player. From... Even though he was burned, so. True, yeah. He was burned up to yeah. that fire. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so it couldn't have been him, but nifty callback. I mean, it could have been the same actor who was just, like, an extra that day. Yeah, true. Or just another beefy-looking dude. And then these are things I'm going to note as Easter eggs uh, but but I'm not going to say other context about it. Um, Buffy meets Xander in the alley while out patrolling and Buffy jokes that, you know, slaying is all fun and games until someone loses an eye. <laughs> and then uh, Snyder recommending to Buffy that she work at a fast food chain is also silly mm-hmm. for reasons we talked about and for other reasons. Okay. Nice. Uh, I have I have a few hot takes. I actually they're probably not all hot takes. We kind of talked about them. I think that this episode sucks. I think that this episode is borderline. Well, no, I couldn't say it's like no, it just sucks. Buffy deserved. So at the beginning of season two, Buffy came back from the summer and was a huge bitch to everybody. Yep. And she got told about herself, and she deserved the shit that she got then. Buffy is getting a lot of shit from people and does not deserve it at all. And that arc is a sad one. Her friends are getting worse to her, and I'm not happy about that. Yeah. And actually, the shit that Buffy got, everyone was being cool about it. And it was Cordelia who told her off and was like, you need to figure your shit out because this is not okay. And it wasn't even her friends who told her off. It was once again Cordelia being real with Buffy when no one else would be. Yeah, Cordelia was the voice of reason again. Yeah. Let's just, all, all roads end with Cordelia Chase being extremely emotionally intelligent and honestly too good for this tiny small town, which is why she gets out. Yeah, good for her. Well, justice for Cordelia later on, but I'm curious to see the audible thing because she's in that. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we might have to have a bonus episode about that. The only people who don't disappoint me in this episode are Giles and Cordelia. Yep. I I don't understand the character of Pat. What is Pat supposed to teach the audience? Is it like, is it, is it, 
is Pat, does she like represent that life went on when Buffy wasn't there? Like her mom made a new friend and that's painful. Like what? And I think like it is Pat supposed turning to be into like, the demon. Because we didn't see. I think it's supposed to be showing us like what Joyce was doing. So like we know that the Scoobies were clearly dating each other, dating each other, and like they were going on slaying. We know that Giles was taking all these trips mm-hmm. to see where she was, and we know that Buffy was working in a diner and living in her tiny apartment. So I think maybe it is just that like this is how Joyce spent her time. Got it. Getting closer to the toxic friend. Correct. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were making fun of Pat partially in the way that she was like in all these stupid classes her in banana classes and the mm-hmm. book club and the and i didn't understand like what point they were making there that she's just a silly yeah, little we're not supposed to take her seriously but like her effect on others is serious yeah so it doesn't make sense for her to because like there definitely is that person who's just the like retiree who like maybe she's somebody's fun aunt and so she's like always taking a salsa class and a pottery class and like all those things but in the context of this episode it just made her come off like high and mighty like Mm. look how cultured i am look how educated i am look at all these things i'm doing Mm -hmm. um look at me trying to take care of your mom Mm -hmm. all of that stuff Mm -hmm. look at me being like radically honest with this person i've never met yeah Radical honesty, by the way, should just be renamed toxic honesty. Cause Yeah, you give me right ra- you gave me some radical honesty this weekend, Allie, and it was very helpful. And like yes. it does not mean mean. But that is just honesty. No, I think I, I think don't know. There's a difference between radical honesty and toxic honesty. I see, I do know that people who practice toxic honesty would say, Oh, I'm just being radically honest. Right. I think that there is an actual difference. Yeah. And yeah, Pat. I guess radical honesty is sometimes like unsolicited honesty, where it's like if you're asked a question, then you respond honestly. That's just honesty. That's true. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Anywho, whatever. um, Pat sucks. Side quest. Pat Pat sucks. Fuck this episode. Needs to learn boundaries. Yeah. Okay. So, do you have any more hot takes? No. Okay. So, my hot take I don't usually have a hot take. My hot take is that this episode is not canonical. Hmm. I think that's what how I what I have to do to reconcile the egregiousness of this episode is I just have to I just have to take it out. I feel like when when I uh, so my first hot take almost said that this was dangerous. I don't Mm. think it's quite I don't think it's quite dangerous, but I remember watching this as a kid and being like, yeah, they're kind of like not being great to Buffy, but they might be right. And they might mm-hmm. like it was now watching through this time. I don't know why I skip over this one a good amount, but it was like like watching it this time. I like I had like visceral reactions. Yeah. yeah. And to like I never liked this episode, but I think it was more just the like social awkwardness. It definitely like the enormity didn't strike me before. Yeah. Um, again, cause you and I, I mean, you're like a child of divorce and stuff and like you had more of a, like a slightly more blended family. And like, so you had a little more, 
don't know, spice to your you. <laughs> if that's a oh yeah offensive way to say oh, it. I love but, that. But um, it a spicy youth. Um, I had super normal like so like I didn't even know anyone who ran away. Yeah. So like I I guess some of this was just like out of my scope. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And none of my friends and I had ever dealt with anything that big. So I think maybe some of it was just like, well, I don't even know how to that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I that's why. I, I think if I had run away in high school and oh, came back, right, you would have been nice. I Yes, of course I would have been. Um, but I think at the time, like, yeah, I you, think some of this just went over my head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like like somebody could watch this and be left with the impression that that's like we don't like you have to support your friends for I don't know I don't know I don't I I like blanket support and I and I certainly wouldn't support all of them totally letting her off the hook because she did run away she was out of communication she could have at least been like calling her mom even if she wasn't coming back or even if like because something that I consistently do because this is just like how I have to function with like what's my feelings is I have to give people the opportunity to surprise me. Mm-hmm. They rarely do. But then, like, I did my part mm-hmm. in letting them and giving them that opportunity. So, like, for me as Buffy, like, I would have had to, like, try calling Joyce, see if she picks up, mm-hmm. see what she says. If she's still shitty, I stay in my all Los Angeles apartment, whatever. Or... Actually, had had she kicked me out, I would have been calling Giles. Mm. I actually probably wouldn't have been calling mom. Mm. Whatever. Fuck her. She kicked me out of her house. I would have been calling Giles. Yeah. Because dad figure, that's what I would have been yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would have had like to like... a cosmic duty to take care of me. Also that. Also that. So I, I have to like give other people the opportunity to like surprise me and like do what... The, and then it's like, well, I did my duty and that's fine. I don't know where I was going with this, this train of thought. I like your but... point that this isn't canonical. I'm I'm good to accept Just, that. Can I accept that? The next episode is Faith, Hope, and Trick, which is a great episode. We said last episode when we were talking about season three, like, oh, there really aren't any. This is just great season. This, this is sucks. what happens when Allie Press sucks. makes a sweeping declaration. This sucks. Yeah, the very ne- yeah. I I don't know. Well, I did it too. I agreed with you. Yeah, yeah. I I like that. Okay, this isn't. Yeah, this is like a fake. Yeah. This is like a bad comic. That's what it is. Yeah. Cool. Great. Cool. All right. Well, on that note about this non-canonical episode, thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. And we hope you'll join us next time for a much better episode where we discuss season three, episode three, Faith, Hope, and Trick. And if you're just too excited to wait until this episode's chat, if you hated this episode as much as we did... <laughs> Let us know. Send us an email at tabularasabpod at gmail.com. That is T-A-B-U-L-A-R-A-S-A-B-P-O-D at gmail.com. And can you also you can also say hello to us on Instagram or TikTok at, at tabularasabpod. If you amazing humans would be willing, we'd be really thrilled if you would leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps us with podcast reach. Um, if you might consider sharing this podcast with somebody else in your life who you know loves Buffy, that would be great as well. Thanks for considering. Allie, where can people find you 
online? Well, they can only find me online if they agree with our take on this episode. I will not accept any defense of this episode. Sorry. Good. Keep that in your heart. Thank you. Uh, you can find me on social media and my liberal agenda at daughterpick on Instagram, D-A-U-G-H-T-E-R-P-I-C-K, and on TikTok at Future Black Cat. And if you are looking to follow along, support me either emotionally or monetarily, you can find me at buymeacoffee.com slash Press, A-L-L-I-E. P-R-E-S-S. I'm also on Venmo, Allie-Press. Hell yeah. All right, friends, all of those social media handles are going to be in the description. I'm spilling things. Bitch. Um, Yikes, what an ending to this episode. Okay, love you all so much. Love you all. Make prior choices. Support your friends. And take care. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Tabula Rasa, bitches, is hosted by Ali Press and Nick Mercer, with music by Inflaton Cult, artwork by Charlotte Fleming Design, and consultation by Evo Terra. looking really nice you're gonna get so tired of hearing me projecting no i'm not i will never get tired of your voice nicholas excellent waiting to get to a nice round number so that i don't have to count count